the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Portions of the following program may be pre-recorded. The following program is sponsored by the National Prayer Chapel. There is a judgment greater than anything you've ever known. It won't be long Your life will pass by as a vapor And you will stand before the judgment seat of God And every secret deed and thought Every wrinkle, every spot will be in view Before the one who knows all things, the Lord of Lord and King of Kings, you know the one you never knew. While you have breath, you have a choice to make in life. Turn away from your sin and believe. On the risen Christ You can find peace in Him From the judgment That's to come He is the shelter From the coming storm shakes at the mention of his name he has power over life and death every knee will bow and tongue confess heaven and earth will proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father will you bow While you have breath, you have a choice to make in life. Turn away from your sin and believe on the risen Christ.
you can find peace in him from the judgment that's to come judgment that's to come he is a shelter from the coming storm he's the only shelter There's a great deal of talk today about a great reset. Now, usually when people talk about the great reset, they have reference to a total monetary change where the dollar is no longer used as it has been because of the abysmal debt that the U.S. government has created There is talk about a change to a digital currency where every dime that is spent can be tracked by the federal government, an incredible intrusion into the private lives of men and women, a complete destruction to our Constitution. Already the spying is widespread Many of us are very troubled by this, for we see where it's leading. It's leading us into a a dictatorial, communistic government, not the free republic that our forefathers planned. It's also clear that a republic, a free republic, demands moral men. Democracy can only thrive when men and women are moral, not when they are wicked and follow every inclination of their heart. And so America, as we know it, is getting ready for the Great Reset. Great Resets trouble me. Because in the midst of great resets, historically, we have seen famine and war. We've seen the destruction of property. We've seen death. Every ugly thing of the human heart becomes very apparent in a great reset. 
Now, little do those people who speak so glowingly of a great reset know that this great reset is really a preparation and an opening for the final events of earth's history. The great reset brought by Jesus. But today, let's look briefly at another great reset. There have only been two great resets spoken of in the scriptures. The first is found in Genesis, the sixth chapter. Before I go there, would you just join me and pray? Lord, my heart is also filled with pain today because I see the wickedness of the human heart, the pride and the arrogance. I see, Lord, the destruction that the arrogant bring in their wake. Lord, I see with great sadness that many will lose their lives and that many will starve and that war will come to America out of the wickedness and the corruption of our government. Lord, I pray today that you will open our eyes and our ears and that we will turn our hearts from all wickedness and that we will not participate in the great reset of America leading to the mark of the beast and that we will not participate in the wickedness of our day. Almighty God, would you please come and speak plainly to us? Would you order our steps and provide for us safe havens and hiding places as we proclaim that you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords and we bear testimony that you are Jesus, the Savior? Lord, I thank you. I put all of my trust and all of my confidence in you, Jesus. We have come to spend this time with you. Open our eyes and our hearts. Give to us the gift of repentance as necessary. And turn our hearts toward heaven. I pray in your name, Jesus. Amen. Well, let's look at the first great reset. It's found in the book of Genesis. I'll begin reading for you in chapter 6. When men began to increase in number on the earth and daughters were born to men, the sons of God that is, non-human, that is, angelic beings, 
the sons of God saw the daughters of men. They saw that they were beautiful. And they married any of them they chose. So we have a picture of the angelic beings departing from their place in the heavenlies and coming to earth. The devil was absolutely determined from the very beginning that the earth belonged to him. And he was going to work on the earth all that he decided, desired to destroy this new creation of God. The Lord spoke about this issue that was developing. And he said in verse 3, My spirit will not contend with man forever. Or my spirit will not remain with man forever. For he is corrupt. His days will be 120 years. So God decided that he would shorten the life of man. Instead of living eight or nine hundred years, he would be a hundred and twenty years. Now verse four, the Nephilim were on the earth in those days. The Nephilim are the offspring of angels and human women. They're the giants. It says here, when the sons of God went to the daughters of men and had children by them, they were the heroes of old, men of renown. The Greek legends and myths were real. Verse 5, the Lord saw how great man's wickedness on the earth had become and that every inclination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil all of the time. The Lord was grieved that he had made man on the earth and his heart was filled with pain. Now I want you to see that the natural inclination of the human heart is utterly evil. All of us were born as sons and daughters of Adam and Eve. We all were born after our kind. And that was of utter wickedness. A little child begins to grow. And already mom and dad can see that that little child is bent toward evil. There is no such thing as an innocent child. A child born of the human race is evil from the very first day of his, of his life on the earth. The Lord was grieved that he had made man on the earth and his heart was filled with pain. Now this is what the Lord decided to do about it. So the Lord said, I will wipe mankind whom I have created from the face of the earth, men and animals and creatures that move along the ground and the birds of the air, for I am grieved that I have made them. 
but Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked with God. God is going to save 12 people. He's going to save them because one man is a righteous man. Now, I don't want to go too quickly over this. I want it to sink in very clearly in your heart. There is a great reset that is going to take place. And the great reset is going to take place because man has become utterly corrupt and evil. His heart is filled with violence. He has a criminal mentality. He does not worship the Lord God of heaven. Never mind that he can go to a place where there is a garden of Eden and he yet can look upon that garden. He cannot enter it because the tree of life is in that garden. But he can see with his physical eyes the guardian angel. But he cannot enter it. Now, you would think that if you could see a real angel, you could see a garden that you had been cast out of. If the earth was so stunningly beautiful, you would think that man would have respect for that and for the God who had created it. But man had no respect for God no respect for the Garden of Eden, no respect for the guardian angel. His heart was filled with evil. Because of that evil, the Lord declared a great reset. And as in all resets that take place in American government or in any other government, that reset comes with great anguish and pain and calamity. And so Jesus directs Noah to build an ark. We're told it took 200 years. He built an ark, a huge ark. 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, 45 feet high. Because the Lord said, I'm going to bring floodwaters on the earth to destroy all life under the heavens. Every creature that has the breath of life in it, everything on the earth will perish. It had never rained on the earth. They could not understand he said, I will send rain on the earth for 40 days and 40 nights, and I will wipe from the face of the earth every living creature I have made. And that's what happened. Can you imagine the terror as the waters rose? As they lost their children? 
they lost their lives. It was a total reset. When it reset, they only had a memory of technology. And they had to start all over again. But immediately after they started over again, they decided to build the Tower of Babel. Confusion. They chose immediately after the flood to begin to reestablish the old centers of wickedness. The devil was right there with them. And there was a great reset. Now men had a chance to turn in righteousness to a holy God. But they did not repent. The sons of, of Noah were evil. Shem was probably the most righteous. Others were evil. I have to just stop and say, consider, please, the mercy and the judgment of Almighty God. Here is a place where angels have come. The Nephilim have been created. Giants, monsters that ate the flesh of men, cannibals. Corrupt, utterly corrupt in their hearts. They knew better. You've heard me many times cry out for revival. Revival cannot come to a wicked people who refuse to repent. There must be some dawning awareness of a great lack in our hearts for revival to come. There must be a consciousness aroused in us where we see the, the wickedness of our hearts. Can revival come to America? Probably not. Unless first, there are enough men and women who have laid their lives down for Jesus who will wake up from the Laodicea church condition of lukewarmness and begin to earnestly seek after Jesus and lay aside all the foolishness of this world and the entertainment of this world. Did anyone repent when Noah preached? No. He preached for years. He's called in the New Testament a preacher of righteousness. 
Did anybody care? No. And so they died. I wasn't sure I could even do this broadcast today. My heart is so pained, grieved by the wickedness of men's hearts, by the arrogance and the pride. by the self-advancement. By the coldness of men's hearts. For a revival to take place, there has to come a decision on the part of at least a few who say, I will pay any price necessary to come into the presence of Jesus and begin to understand my true heart condition before him. And I'm not going to be satisfied with some intellectual understanding of doctrine. This has to be an actual, vibrant, coming understanding of the wickedness of our own hearts. And there must be an absolute commitment on our part that we are going to seek the face of Jesus and we're going to repent and we are going to turn from every lustful connection to our own pride to our own self-sufficiency to our own powers. There must come a, a total cutting off of the world, the flesh, and the devil. There have to be at least a remnant of people who will cry out to God for the wickedness of our age. I listened to a preacher this last week. His message was so homogenized and so smooth and the words and the words flowed with such ease from his lips the message was so comforting god wants to do these wonderful things for you will you receive these wonderful gifts of god that he's giving to you now i wanted to vomit he made me sick it was some time before i recovered it's hard for me to even talk about him. Now, he's a very well-respected pastor. But he's a liar. Because he's pretending that everybody is okay. And that he's okay. But it's obvious by the homogenization of his message. And the lying message he brought concerning God loves you and all these wonderful things he wants to pour out for you. He doesn't understand. Judgment is coming. The hearts of men are filled with, with violence and with wickedness and with self-esteem and with, with busyness about the American life. Never once did he mention the blood of Jesus. Never once did he mention repentance, 
Never once did he speak of the need to be made holy by the blood of Jesus. Never once did he address the root issues of sin. No arrows of conviction were shot by him. Instead, it was all, stay asleep. You're loved. Be warm and comfy. Jesus is going to carry you all the way through, and you're going to be raptured out of here. You don't have to go through any pain or any anguish. You're on your way to heaven. He was lying. I don't know how to put it any way, but straight to you. There must come a core of people who will wake up from their sleep, who will begin to cry out to God, who will begin to see the wickedness of their heart and the incredible wrath of God that's about to be released in another great reset. I come to the book of Matthew, the 24th chapter. I'm going to begin reading in verse 37. As it was in the days of Noah. How was it in the days of Noah? Total corruption. Total self-absorption. Total freedom to go for our own desires. No regard for God. Loving the things of darkness, loving the things of the devil. As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Do you have a dragon tattoo on you? Have you given yourself to the powers of darkness? Yes, many of you have. As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage. Up to the day Noah entered the ark. Now there's nothing wrong with with eating and drinking and getting married. and no, We all do that. That's a part of life. What Jesus is saying is that you're doing all of the normal things you're living, but then on top of that, there is utter corruption, wickedness, self-centeredness, luxury beyond compare. Verse 39, and they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. Why did they not know there was a flood coming? Noah had been preaching for 200 years. Many of you don't really know in your heart what's going to happen in the final great reset of human history. You think it's far away. You think you're safe to go on about your business, living your life as you choose condemning whomever you choose to condemn, judging as you decide to judge.
He says that is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be in the field. One will be taken and the other left. In other words, there is coming a great division. Two women will be grinding with a handmill. One will be taken and the other left. Therefore keep watch because you do not know at what day your Lord will come. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what time of night the thief was to come, he would have kept watch and would not have let him break into his house. You also... says if he has not forgiven you for your sins if you still hold the right of your own life in your own hand you will not love Jesus Christ in fact as the conviction of God comes and says you must turn away from wickedness if you do not turn away you will begin to hate Jesus Christ you will walk in rebellion against him It's only those who repent, who say, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Hello, hello. Saying, Jesus, I love you. The first question that he asks, Simon, son of John, It's like when my mom and dad, when I was a little boy, they would say to me, Raymond, I knew I was in trouble. Jesus says, Simon, son of John. It's truth time. Do you truly agape me in the Greek? Now, in the New Testament, the word agape meaning sacrificial love, and phileo, meaning friendship. Those two words are often interchangeable. 
but in the context you discover which is being used. Uh, and agape is, is the more formal, public word, while phileo is the very private use of the Greek. Uh, I am connected. And so he's saying, out here in public, do you agape me more than thee? Can he put us through to radio? about the fish it's obvious from the context of the passage it's been all about fish so I believe he's saying Simon son of John do you agape me are you sacrificing yourself for me more than for these these fish John has sacrificed or Peter has sacrificed everything to be a successful fisherman, to make money, to take care of his family. Money has been his God. And then he was caught by John the Baptist. And there was something in him that awakened. And he began to follow John the Baptist, but not like the others did. He'd go and listen to a sermon, then he'd go back and make money. We just lost electricity. And grumble probably because they... And we got blown off the internet. But we'll see if we can begin again on radio. Brother Drew, are we ready to go back live on air? Okay, tell me when. They're opening the way for us to be back on air on 7.80 a.m. And I'll be back in just a moment with you on YouTube. Are we on air now? Okay. We just got knocked off air um, by electricity going out for some reason. And we lost our radio and we lost our YouTube, but we're back live. I'm not going to try to pick up the message where we were. Instead, I'd like to invite you just to pray with me. Lord Jesus, technology is so helpful until it's not. And I know this deep concern of my heart about the Great Reset and the final destruction of the earth. is not what many want to hear. So, Lord, I come now just to lift up my heart before you and say, Lord Jesus, there has to be a great change I know, Lord, that you will not bring revival if there are not men and women who are willing to lay their lives down in prayer and supplication. I know you will not bring revival just out of thin air for the wicked 
Instead, they will be judged. And they will be cast out. But Lord, in past years, when men and women would humble their hearts and they would pray, you would hear the cry of their hearts and you would bring revival and you would pour out your spirit. But Lord, I don't even see those who are willing to be serious about somehow divesting themselves of the world, the flesh and the devil. Instead, everybody wants to stay busy with what they're doing. They want to make money. They want to be somebody. They want people to treat them like they're kings and queens and that they're entitled, Lord. This has to change. I pray, Lord, that in your great mercy, you will come and deal with our hearts. Mighty God, we can't continue the way we are and not expect revival. Revival won't come to the lukewarm, to the laid back, to the wicked. Lord, I come praying today. I come praying for the Holy Spirit to come in power and set apart men and women who will cry out and pray and give up their pride and their arrogance, give up their self-sufficiency, give up being somebody, give up their competition and the ugliness of the human heart and be transformed and changed into your likeness. Lord, I come humbly today beseeching you to turn your heart toward America. And don't forget us, but raise up men and women who will pray for this nation and who will pray for the people and who will cry out to you, who will allow you to crucify them afresh. That we would stop following after the beast power that is arising in this nation. That we would stop giving ourselves to our technology and our knowledge. And we would cast it off in the name of Jesus and say, Be gone in the name of Jesus. I will serve the living God. And him only will I serve. Mighty God. I don't know how to even pray about these things. I know we are facing the second great reset 
of our world. The devil is bringing his reset where he's going to steal and kill and murder, where he's going to dominate, where he's going to demand absolute obedience to the power of the beast, the one world government that's rising, even as I'm praying, where men and women are going to die for the testimony that they believe in you, Jesus They're going to be cut off. Lord, I plead today for your mercy. That one great reset that you did cost the lives of millions of people. For you're not a God who is afraid to bring judgment You're not a God who is afraid to take the life of your creatures. You will put up with it only so long and then you say, okay, it's over. And Lord, many today continue to play with sin and claim that they're Christians. Continue to walk before you in hardness of heart and claim that they're Christians. Lord, please, in your mercy, would you call for a people who will lay down their lives for you and who will pray, who will intercede. Lord, I know that you saved Noah and 12, 12 people because Noah was righteous. Lord, are there 12 righteous people in America today? Lord, would you do your work and wake up your people? For surely, Lord, there are people who love you who will turn and cry out to you, who will pray for your redemption and that you will listen to and you will honor their prayers by sending forth your Holy Spirit to gather the remnant of those that you desire to save before this final great reset takes place. Lord, I know that it will be as it was in the days of Noah when there are giants in the land, when there are Nephilim. Lord, already the devil is teasing with his unidentified flying objects. I know they're coming and there will be a revelation of them in America and they will say they are coming as angels of light but the heart is to destroy humanity so Lord I cry out to you today would you send forth your people to pray to cry aloud 
to gather together with like-minded men and women that you will call men and women out of the lukewarm churches and out of the dead churches where you have removed your lampstand, where everything is just flesh, everything is entertainment, everything is for the ego of man, for the pride of their hearts. Lord, I know you have that remnant of people who will come and who will pray. I ask, Lord, that you would send them forth that you would call them out. And Lord, I know today there are some people listening who are struggling right in the middle, trying to make a decision about whether or not they will turn from their sin. I pray, Lord, that men and women will turn from their sin and that they would enter into salvation. Lord, there are some who are caught in sexual sin. There are some who are caught in drugs. There are some who are caught in entertainment. Some are addicted. Oh, Lord. I ask, would you come in mighty power and help people make that decision right now that they will serve you, Jesus, and you alone, that they will give up the world and they will trust you and they will begin to bow before you and pray and cry aloud. Lord only you can do this there are some who are sick today Lord I pray that your spirit will go forth in healing for them I pray that you will touch them now with healing power restoring them that they could pray Lord, some are in great pain because they would not listen to you. But Lord, I ask for their healing now that they would listen and they would pray. Almighty God, I pray in your holy name. Amen. I apologize today. We had that emergency where everything shut down. The electricity went off and the computer shut down and we lost internet and we lost our ability to broadcast live to you who listened to 780. Tomorrow I'm going to pick this topic back up, this great reset topic. I pray you'll be listening. I'd love to hear from you. We're coming to the end of the month and we do not yet have the money to cover the bill for this month. Would you write to me at the National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box 23, 
46, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22195. I haven't heard from a number of you yet this month. I'm standing by faith that you will step forward, that you will help cover this cost as the Holy Spirit prompts you. Write to the National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22195. Now you can also go to our webpage, nationalprayerchapel.com, nationalprayerchapel.com. You'll find there many interesting things that you can listen and learn from and grow in your walk with Jesus. I pray that it will be helpful to you. Well, tomorrow we're going to pick up again this study of that I wasn't able to continue today because of the interruption. We're going to be talking about the Great Reset. First, the Great Reset that's happening in America that will bring incredible pain and suffering and destruction to the people of this land and to the whole Western world as the one world government rises up and begins to dominate the beast power of Revelation. And then we're going to talk about the great reset that Jesus is going to bring. God bless you, my brother, my sister. I love you. We'll talk to you soon. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.